the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Real Life Radio is brought to you by the offices of Dr. Robert Bass in River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. That's a church that exists to help people find the real life they were created for. That's according to John 10.10. We're marching through this first century book of Philippians as Paul continues to encourage the fellow Philippian workers as we continue to work in the 21st century. Your encouragement today delivered by Pastor Sean Azaro at River City Community Church with a message called Press On. And if you do have a Bible nearby, we're in Philippians chapter 3. And this is Real Life Radio. Worship is a great exercise in humility if done right. And the irony is in church circles, because of music styles and preference and weirdness that happens in churches, worship has become a point of pride and, and conflict. I mean, seriously, that's one of the... Satan has to be proud of himself on that. Because that is just so ironic and so horrible that worship, the very thing that is supposed to bring us into God's presence and bring that natural, healthy humility before him, has become a source of pride and conflict. It should be the thing that causes us to go, man, God is beautiful. And I haven't obtained it yet. I have not been made perfect because that's perfection and that ain't me. And I'll tell you, folks, this is so practical. This is so important. If you don't get anything else today, but you get this, you're going to have a great tool for spiritual growth. And you know when it happens. You can feel. It doesn't matter what it is. And I'm just going to be transparent here with you, okay? This is obviously a struggle for me like it is for everyone else. And I can feel it when pride is coming up. And I want to deal with it. It can even be religious pride, spiritual pride. I can back it up. I can back up my pride with a scripture. I am right. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Because as soon as that pride wells up in me, whatever the issue was that I may be right, maybe not, doesn't matter. Whatever that issue was, it's not the issue anymore. Because God's way more concerned about my heart and my character and who I'm becoming than whether this issue, whichever way this issue goes that we're fighting over. And I can tell you, when I push forward in pride and forcefulness, there's never good fruit. That's just a fact. On the times, and I can feel it when it happens, when I recognize it, the Holy Spirit convicts me and I shut up long enough to listen and I step back and go, wait a minute, okay, humble myself. And I responded humility, I've never regretted it. And you see fruit that you couldn't even imagine, you couldn't bring about. And you know, this is, this is the deal. Even And please understand, there are times to be forceful. Don't get me wrong. There are times to stand up and be strong and be forceful. Knowing how to do that in humility. (laughs) Now that's a challenge. In a humility before God, a humility before the people before you. Jesus did it. He threw the money changers out of the temple in humility before God. 
because he was perfect in every way. But what I'm telling you is if we get this, sky's the limit when it comes to spiritual growth. If we'll just get this, there's more. But if we get this, this unlocks a whole new arena for us when it comes to spiritual growth because now we have become teachable. We have become people who can listen and hear God's voice and respond in obedience. Maturity is not the achievement of perfection, but the commitment to growth. I want us to be a people committed to grow, and that begins with humility. Secondly, growth requires a vision of something greater. Growth requires a vision of something greater. That's what Paul's talking about. He says, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. He saw a vision of Christ. He saw a vision of something beyond, something greater. I don't know if you've ever read any books by Gordon MacDonald, an author and speaker, a really neat man, and he's a, he, a lot of his stories will include uh, times throughout high school and college when he ran track. He said, and he wrote this, he said, when I first ran track in prep school, my coach invited me to his home for dinner one night. After the meal, he pulled out a notebook displaying my name on the front cover. He immediately turned to the back page, which bore the heading June 1957, and that was three and a half years away. In other words, the coach is showing him this book that has a date in the back page after he's graduated. And he says, on that back page, his coach said to him, he said, I'm going to schedule you to run almost four years from now here, and here are the times you'll achieve. And he showed him the last one on the last page. And Gordon says he looked at it and thought, that's ridiculous. I'm not anywhere near that. There is no way I can do that. And then his coach walked him backwards to the present day and showed him how it's a process and how little bit at a time, little change in training, little growth here, and how he was going to help him achieve times that at this point he couldn't even imagine. That's a great coach. You know why? That's vision. That's a strategic vision of what can be, what is supposed to be. And the point that Paul wants us to understand, Jesus has a vision for you. Do you know that? As much as that coach took a book and said, here's what the end is going to look like, Jesus has a vision of what you can be in Christ if you'll just let him be that coach, be that strengthening, empowering guide. Listen to what the Scripture says. I love this passage of Scripture in Hebrews chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, talking about all of the people of faith in Hebrews 11, The writer of Hebrews says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And then he says these words, listen, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. There's that vision. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter for our faith. Listen to his vision. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand hand of the throne of god i love that phrase for the joy set before him do you understand that even with a cross in his path and the shame and the pain we owe a debt of thanks to mel gibson for giving us a visual of what the crucifixion might have looked like even in the midst of that what drove jesus forward the writer of Hebrews says under the inspiration of the holy spirit is joy and do you know what his joy was what the joy set before him was You and me, 
becoming what God created us to be. You and I in fellowship and relationship with Father like we were created to have. You and I growing and becoming people that more and more we weren't entangled or encumbered by sin and all of the garbage that that brings in our lives, but we're experiencing freedom. And we're experiencing God's grace and His good fruit in our relationships and at work and in our finances and in just in our raising of our kids and our reaching out to our communities. And we are people who are different because of Him. That was the joy set before Jesus. You and I becoming what God has for us. That's a powerful vision. That's the prize. There's a great scene in the movie Jerry Maguire. Uh, I won't show it to you because it's in the mental locker room, but <laughs> it's the scene where Jerry's a sports agent and his his client is Cuba Gooding Jr. And uh, he's trying to tell his agent, Jerry Maguire, played by Tom Cruise, trying to tell him what he's hoping to achieve. And it's not just about money. It's not just about coin. He come, makes up a word and he says, it's about the quan. And if you've seen the movie, you know he gets this faraway look. The quan. And, and just this, this whole thing. And, and you can, you can tell him there in the, in the shower of the locker room. He's just in a different place. And he's talking about all the other things, the respect, the influence, the, the good things for his family, the good life. He's thinking about more than money. It's not just the money. It's the quan. And what's so beautiful about that scene is he's, he's got it. It's a vision. It's clear. There is something that he's going after. And it's not just a check. It's not just a, a, a paycheck or a number of points or a number of goals. It's a life. Do you know that God has a vision of the quan for you? And it has nothing to do with money. Sorry. I mean, you were like hoping that maybe that would be part of it. God's vision for you is no matter how much or how little we have in the bank, really. So we need to kind of get that. It has nothing to do with that. He wants to prosper us, yes, but that doesn't mean he's limited by our physical resources. No, no, no. This is something bigger. Listen to what the Scripture says. God's vision of what life should be. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. He says, then you'll call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You'll seek me. And you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. God has plans. As much as that coach had a book with plans for his runner, God has plans for you and I. And there are plans to prosper us, to give us hope and a future. Growth requires a vision of something greater. Number three, Paul points out growth means leaving the past behind. This is really important. Growth means leaving the past behind. Verse 13, he said, forgetting what lies behind and straining towards what is ahead. Understand something. Many of us are locked up by the past. We, we need, if you saw either the musical uh, or, or the cartoon Lion King, you'll know what I mean when I say a Rafiki moment. Okay, We need a Rafiki moment. Okay, Simba is the Lion King who's totally forgotten his past and Rafiki's trying to get him to remember, trying to get him to forget the past. Hits him on the head, boom, with a big stick. He goes, what was that for? It doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs> He's trying to point out to him, I know things hurt, so what? It's in the past. We need a Rafiki moment because lots of us are being locked up and held hostage by our past. And it is time 
to move on. And you're listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church, which meets every Sunday morning at the corner of Redland Road in jones Malsberger, just inside Loop 1604. You can find details, directions, and service times at the website reallife.org. You can also learn about the church's own missionary journey right here in San Antonio called Operation Passion, a great way to serve the community with your whole family. And we'd also like to take a moment to mention that today's program is made possible by the Office of Dr. Robert Bass Internal Medicine, which is located at 1202 East Santerra, Suite 701. The number for Dr. Robert Bass is 210-404-2650. Now let's take a short break in this message called Press On as we gear up for summer, but have our sights on the fall and the fall school season. Decisions about your child's education are some of the most important decisions that you as a parent will ever have to make. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and I'd like to introduce you to an exceptional new educational opportunity available here in San Antonio. We have recently partnered with Believers Academy to form the new River City Believers Academy, a school with a tradition of academic excellence and a vision to prepare students for real life. RCBA equips students with the academic tools to thrive in an ever-changing world, as well as the character and worldview to make the best use of those tools. Each child is unique, so our faculty is committed to using creative and innovative approaches in the classroom to engage different learning styles. River City Believers Academy is an affordable private Christian school dedicated to preparing your student to become a leader in his or her chosen field. We're accepting applications for the fall semester in all grades from K through 12. For information, call 656-2999 or look us up on the web at BelieversAcademy.org. Welcome back. And we return to Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church for more of this sermon, which can be found in its entirety at reallife.org as a free download. And this is Real Life Radio. Isaiah 43, 18, 19. Listen, and this is in a book where there was lots of negative stuff that they had to deal with in the beginning. But listen to this transition point around chapter 43. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. How are we supposed to handle the past? It's real simple, Paul says. Forgetting what lies behind. Forgetting what lies behind and straining towards what is ahead how we deal with the past we learn from it and leave it learn from it and leave it there's a good formula for some of you who are locked up the past learn from it and leave it what does that mean past failures leave it some of you are locked up yeah but i screwed this up i can never get this right i can never but this i can never in christ all things are possible past failures you gotta yes they happen learn from them that's fine now leave them Okay, so many times we just keep going round, circles round, and we keep repeating the same thing. And no, learn from it and leave it. How about past offenses, past hurts someone has inflicted on you? You need to learn from it and leave it by forgiving. Let it go. Some of you are in here and, and you are held hostage. You are locked up in your life by a person who didn't even know they did anything. They may not have a clue that what they did hurt you. Or maybe they did. So what? Don't let them have that hold on you anymore. Forgive them. Release them into God's hands, into His care. Release it and move on. And get on with the amazing future full of hope and life that God has for you. We need to let those things go. How about past labels? Some of us carry around labels from the past. 
Someone, maybe it was a parent, maybe it was a teacher, maybe it was a sibling. I don't know. It could have been anybody. But they labeled you. They said, you always do this. Or you never do this. Or, or well, you're just this. And they said it so many times, you started to believe it. In fact, even now, as, as you think about that and you hear that label, you can hear it in their voice. Like a tape recorder in your head. Forgetting what is behind, I strain towards what's ahead. That's what Paul says. Learn from it and leave it. That label, that's not who you are. Okay? That is not who you are. You're the person who God loves. You're the person who God wants to give a hope and a future. Who has, He has plans for. That's who you are. So let those old labels go and become a person who experiences what God has. Here's another one uh, that we need to learn from and leave. How about even past understandings? And this is, I want to be careful on, past understandings. We have to learn lessons even in the context of our faith and from the scriptures, but be careful about canonizing them. We are still learning. Be careful about camping on any particular thing that we've learned and saying, okay, I'm done now. I've finished. If Paul's not done learning and growing, then neither are you and I. And this is something that we, I, I think we, we really have to get a hold on because we deal with spiritual things and religious things and sometimes we go, okay, this is the truth and I will never grow in this truth. This is it. I've got it all. And there are truths that are real black and white in the Scripture, and they are anchors, and we need to have those anchors. That's wonderful. However, we need to even handle the Scriptures with a humility. Do you know why? It's real simple. Ten years ago, there are things that I believed or taught a certain way that I think, wow, I look at it now, and I go, wow, I didn't have a full understanding. I don't think I had it fully right. Some things, oh, wow, I think I was dead wrong. I hope God forgives me for teaching that one. Whew. You're like, seriously, we're right here. (laughs) If 10 years ago there were things I taught that I didn't have a full understanding that I understand better now, follow my logic. Hopefully, 10 years from now, 10 years ago, 10 years from now, there will be things I understand better, things I understand a little more fully. fully. (laughs) I will look back on and see even my understanding now and go, wow, that was incomplete. I see it a little better now. I understand a little better. And do you know what that creates in us? That creates a humility. If you are exactly the same in every thought, belief, and understanding today as you were 10 years ago, something's wrong. You're not growing. One of the things I challenge my kids on is be a lifelong learner. Lifelong learner. Man, the whole reason, if, if they can get out of college, if they can go through high school, uh, you know, elementary school, junior high, high school, and college, and if they can come out of that with a good general framework, and more importantly, the ability to research and learn, then it's well worth it. Great. That's what I paid for. That's what it's worth. That, that, that's what I want. If they can come out and they know how to learn, they know how to go and find things and process and learn, then it's been worth everything. Because so often we think, well, now I have this diploma. Now I'm educated. That's just dumb. Have you ever talked with a college graduate? (laughs) Uh, No offense. It's a great achievement and all, but geez. The best you can take from college or any education is the ability to learn, the knowledge of how to research and grow and learn, and the commitment to make that a habit of a lifetime, to always be a reader, to always grow, to always question people, to always learn from people. You can learn something from anybody. Be inquisitive. Be a learner. There's a humility in that that says, I've not already obtained it or been made perfect. 
I have more to learn. Because remember, maturity is not the achievement of perfection, but the commitment to growth. At least that's what Paul is pointing out. And number four, and we'll wrap with this, growth happens when we live the truth we've learned. And I, I share this with you all the time, but this, I can't stress it enough. Growth happens when we live the truth we learn. Paul said in verse 16, only let us live up to what we have, we've attained. In other words, this truth that we've got, let us live up to that. We, we have this dangerous condition of knowing truth that we don't apply. And I think that's rampant in the context of the church. Knowing, man, we can go to Bible studies, we can fill our heads so full of scripture and knowledge and seminars and courses and classes. To the extent that we don't apply them, they are worthless. They really are. And I mean that. Jesus said, John 8, 31, 32, to the Jews who believed in him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. Then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Is it possible to know the truth and have it not set you free? Yes, just don't apply it. And it will, it won't do a thing for you. This is so critical. James said it real well. He gave us this kind of almost goofy illustration, but it's very good. James 1, 22 through 25 says, Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. The man who looks intently in the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he's heard, but doing it, he'll be blessed in what he does. He's just making a kind of a silly illustration. It's like going to the mirror in the morning and look at, ooh, ah, that's ugly. Hmm. God, I couldn't pay for a haircut like that. Ooh, ooh. And then not doing anything about it, just going away and going, okay, and going to work like that. No, you don't. You comb your hair, you clean your face, you brush your teeth, you make yourself look nice. That's the point of looking in the mirror. So you know what to fix. And he's saying, if you listen to the word, but you don't do anything about it, you're, you're, avo- you're missing a good mirror because the word is supposed to be like a mirror. And I want to challenge you folks. Having truth that we don't apply, having truth that we don't apply is not a game. It's dangerous because honestly, it, we can literally become immune to the truth. Let me real quickly give you some practical keys. Okay, you want okay, I want to grow. I'm committed to growth. What do we do about this? Let me give you some keys. Number one, surrender your life to God's plan. Sadness, pure sadness. <laughs> surrender your life to God's plan. The beginning of this is saying, God, I trust you. I want to let you be that leader in my life. I want to let you be my Lord. So I'm going to follow you. If you haven't done that, that's where it starts. And you do that by accepting Jesus as Savior. Accept the forgiveness of sin that he offers. Accept his lordship. Let him lead you into a different kind of future. Second, learn the truth in his word. We need to be people of the word. I gave you that website last week, uh, uh, lifejournal.cc. It is a great resource on just going through the Bible in in a year and also just some ways to study the Bible. Just a neat resource. Go online, lifejournal.cc. They actually have hard copies that you can order if you like to, you know, be one who's writing on, on pen and paper or you can do it online. There's all kinds of different ways to do that. But be a person of the word. Read and absorb what God says and process that in your life. Third, real simply, apply the truth in your life. Truth that's not applied is truth wasted. And number four, submit yourself to a community of believers. And this is really the key to helping you apply this in your life. Submit yourself to a community of believers. We call them small groups who will love you, support you, and tell you the truth. Point of our small groups is not just more Bible study. It's not. 
Some, some folks come into our fellowship and go, oh, but I wanted another Bible study. Okay, we got Bible studies. That's fine. Small groups are more of a Bible application support group. We're going to help one another grow. Okay, we're going to take the word that we hear, and we are now going to live the word that we hear together. And I'm telling you, an environment of honesty and grace together for people who really love you and give you grace, but who also will be honest with you, that is a greenhouse for growth. And let me just tell you, God wants us to grow. He wants us to grow. He wants us to be lifelong learners, people who are always becoming more of what he wants. One last, one last illustration that just really spoke to me, and I hope you'll take it and let it kind of make you think a little bit. Dr. Paul Brand is, uh, you may know him from a book he wrote with Philip Yancey called Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. He's just a, a medical doctor who did all kinds of things as a, as a follower of Jesus and just a very, very unique man. He was, uh, he was speaking at a dedication ceremony. He's in his 80s now for a retirement community that he was actually going to go live in. And he shared these things. He said, I remember when I was at my physical peak. I was 27 years old. I just finished medical school. A group of friends and I were mountain climbing. We could climb for hours. He then said, for some people, when they come to that peak, for them, life is over. He says, I remember well my mental peak. I was 57 years of age. I was performing groundbreaking hand surgery. All of my medical training was coming together in one place. For some people, when they cross this peak, for them, life is over. Dr. Brands then said, I'm now over 80 years of age. I recently realized I'm approaching another peak, my spiritual peak. All I've sought to become as a person has the opportunity to come together in wisdom, maturity, kindness, love, joy, and peace. And I realize when I cross that peak, for me, life will not be over. It'll have just begun. God created us to grow, folks. Let's be a church of people that grow. And you've been listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas, where you're more than welcome to come visit church is located at the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Redland Road just inside Loop 1604 with Sunday morning service times of 8, 9.30 and 11.15 and there's also a campus that meets in New Braunfels. All the details and directions are at the website reallife.org and if you'd like to call the church the number is 490-5262. As Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church and made possible today by Dr. Robert Bass, MD, Internal Medicine. We hope you join us next time for more Real Life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.